What is up? I am Miguel Antonio, and this is the Live and Create Podcast. It's where I visit with artists and entrepreneurs about what it means to live a great life and create great things. And on this episode, we have Jillian Risco. She's an artist and entrepreneur building some great things, solo artist. She fronts a band called The Wannabes. She works with Kinder Music and also teaches privately. It was great to hear what drives her entrepreneurial spirit behind the creativity and also hear about her own personal journey of pulling herself out of a dark spot uh, in her life and how that's driven her her relationships and has driven her future and driven her career. And, and really comes back to this concept of of you are capable and you are limitless. And yeah, it'll be a great conversation. Hope you guys enjoy. The Live and Create Podcast. Touch online, but it seems like 2020, though a crazy year, you've been making still a whole lot of moves, which has been really cool to watch. And so that was one thing I want to dive into hopefully a few things if we have time, but I just... I wanted to hear from you, like what 2020 has been like and, and where the motivation for you came from just to keep making these moves in the spite of really how fucked up the year has been. So, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, no, I've been, I've been really, um, I've been really, I feel like lucky and grateful in the fact that there were a lot of different acoustic shows, um, really more like late spring into um, like early fall that I was able to play that were outside and like safe and socially distanced. And it slowed down pretty massively because, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> oh my gosh. Oh no, you got the Rona. <laughs> it's like if you're ever in a store and you like something gets in your throat, you're like, don't cough, don't cough. I know. I don't oh, my <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Let me, I'm sorry. Let me start that over. I don't know how you're editing this, but Oh my God. It's all good. Usually I just kind of keep it in unless someone's just like, please cut this thing I just set out. Like for the most part, the, my hope is just to have like, like, like we're hanging out, getting coffee and, yeah. and chilling good conversation. So. Okay. So yeah, don't mind my, my coughing. That was really cool. Um, it's the furnace. It's dry. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, this year, um, like I said, I've been able to play a good handful of like just safe and socially distant shows obviously it's kind of weird right now with like the different mandates in place so i really haven't played this month at all i have a live stream this week for like some christmas stuff mm -hmm. um but yeah i i just i was kind of on a roll last year in 2019 and i played a ton of acoustic shows and i released like my um a solo single after you know being in a band for a really long time and I was working on a lot of stuff. I had a lot of cool shows and even like a, a tour planned with a friend and, um, and then, you know, Corona happened <laughs> and shut everything down. I'm like, well, there's, I feel like some stuff I can still do and, you know, safely. Um, because I don't know, I, I saw something when the quarantine like hit back in March and it was, it was just like how, like creativity is not canceled, you know, this isn't canceled. And I'm like, yeah, not everything has to be canceled. And it's been really interesting to see um, just kind of the landscape of creatives and musicians and what some of us have done and what some of us haven't done. And I know it's different for everybody because everyone's situation is different. So right. um, like no judgment upon anybody, because I think that's something we need to keep in mind this year is like everyone's situation is different and um you need to do what you need to do as long as you're being safe and you know taking care of yourself 
Um, so yeah, so I've just been trying to move forward and do, um, what I can do. So I was able to play some acoustic shows and, um, I'm currently working on a new single. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So there's just different things that I'm like, also just trying to think outside the box. Like I did play some shows with a friend, um, out of Nashville, but all the shows that we played were like safe and socially distanced. And, um, we just were as careful as could be wearing, ma you know, wearing your mask and, um, I don't know. So I, I, it's been really cool though, overall to see a lot of people just think really outside the box and even more outside of like live streams. And like, I've done the live stream thing quite a bit, which has connected mm -hmm. me with a lot of different people, um, especially initially back in the spring. Um, so that was really awesome. cool. Like connected you with people that might want to uh, book gigs or new fans or yes, yes, all of them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. To all that. Like I, there's one series that um, I connected with the Kansas City Online Live Music series, and I'm actually the live stream on Tuesday I'm doing is for them. And okay. um, I connected with a, a good handful of new people that I might not have before. So um, so that was nice. And, you know, I feel like we're all kind of in this together. Obviously, mm -hmm. not everything's opened up in the way that we want. People aren't touring and the original music venues are, you know, they're struggling. Um, yeah. But I feel like that's kind of um helped a lot of people like come together and like okay we're gonna be like ready to like rock when everything opens back up and so yeah well, i do think i think there's been some really cool opportunities like you're talking about even in the virtual world like even this mm -hmm. podcast i started as while i was on tour and i was doing everything in person which actually yeah. made it pretty tough to get a hold of people and there's there's places where i was like in a particular city trying to connect with this person and it just never worked out and and so their stories, I wasn't able to really capture. And then all of a sudden this pushed it to where I'm like, let's try it on Zoom. And yeah. now it's opened up a whole new door to connect with people in a way that I typically couldn't. And some of the people that we just couldn't connect, like either they're in a different city when I was in their city or vice versa. And yeah, I think there have been interesting opportunities open up despite the pain that's happening. And, you know, we see like the Rhino is a, a a venue that is really close to my heart uh, there a lot. We see what's going on with Record Bar as they're struggling. Uh, yeah. So there's some realities of pain there as well. But So what's this uh, live stream that's coming up? What is that going to look like and how have you approached live streams? Yeah, so um, the live streams that I've done, I've tried to just make them kind of like as homey and like comfortable as possible. Like we're just hanging out together like, hey, like come over to my living room and we're hanging out having a little concert. Um, so the live stream on Tuesday is going to be just a Christmas and holiday themed concert. So I'm going to do just Christmas songs, acoustic, and I'm going to do some holiday themed music trivia because I am nice. like a music trivia geek. Like I really, truly <laughs> want to host music trivia. And I actually um, had an opportunity before it was like right before quarantine hit. And I was about to start hosting music trivia at a spot and then quarantine hit. So hopefully in the future I can do that. Like just that. And like I was hosting the open mic, um, at well, aftershock, which is now, um, moving, but, um, anyway, um, yeah. So that's a great idea though. I love the idea of trivia in there. I did. Um, I think it was last year I was doing some live stream stuff every week and I yeah. would do some songs and then play fact or crap. Uh, with people <laughs> online, which yeah. ended up, I, I was like, I don't know how this is going to go, but we tried it and uh, seemed to work really well and brought people in. Because it's one thing yeah. I've noticed about some live streams can become so 
you feel disconnected just, yes. I mean, by the pure fact there's no one there, but then also the performance just becomes internal. And I love that idea music trivia. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not, so just... I'm not the best in music trivia, so I probably wouldn't steal the idea personally, but <laughs> I might stick with factor crap. <laughs> I just love that. And I'll do that at like acoustic shows. I'll be like, Hey, fun fact, just to kind of like talk to the audience. If it's, you know, depending hmm. on the crowd, just to throw out just some random banter. Um, so yeah. So, Oh, uh, some music trivia and then I'm going to do a few giveaways. Um, okay. So just cause it's Christmas time, I'm like, Oh, little Christmas giveaway gifts to go along with the trivia. So just to make it fun. Cause it, it can, That's the brilliant. live streams, I like you just said, I have noticed like they, they can be monotonous and it's like, okay, what can I do to like change it up a little bit? Hmm. Um, because there's so many people and so many talented people online right now in this year alone that it's like okay well what can i do to just change it up a little bit so it's not the same thing every time and that's what i'm trying right. to do with this one on tuesday and make it make it fun that's brilliant i i was contemplating doing like some regular live streams again like i was and uh but trying to figure out how to make it more engaging so i, I might have to toy around with some of those ideas i love the idea of gift giving i was doing uh some kind of giveaways with my email list uh, yeah. a while back and I noticed engagement went up and I just, I just dropped the ball and, and lost that. So that's a, that's a cool encouragement. I'm going to need to try, try some of those things. I dig it. Yeah. I, well, I just, I'm like, if it gets people more engaged, like that's awesome because I, as, and I feel like you're fairly extroverted too. Like I'm super extroverted and social and this year has been mentally like exhausting not being able to just like hang out <laughs> with people like whenever or however I want and right. um like even hugging people I know that's like so cheesy like, but I, uh, I literally <laughs> yeah it's like oh or you know and <laughs> it's just a lot and it's like um being involved like in music so much and even just going to shows and not being able to do that in its regular form it like takes a toll on you like whether you think yeah. you're like yeah it's fine it's like that felt like it was 10 years ago you know like even mm -hmm. the stuff that I was doing before quarantine hit like we had played my cover band the wannabes we had played um a show at voodoo lounge and it's like that was literally like like a few days before quarantine and that feels like it was 10 years ago I'm like was right. that was that like a lucid dream? <laughs> That's so true. Cause it, like we we're in a new place. We just moved out of the city kind of moved out to more country area. And, oh, cool. but we've been talking about how it feels like we've lived here for years. You know, we did mm -hmm. this in the middle of the quarantine, uh, in part because of everything that was happening, uh, in quarantine and, but yeah, everything, it, it seems so ancient the, the yeah. way life used to be because we've become so accustomed to it. And it, it's funny because I am extroverted, but I kind of went reclusive uh, during this time. And oh, wow. then we started filming uh, right about August. Things were looking better. So I started filming some of these interviews in person. And yeah. it was like people were coming in to the studio we were filming. And I, it's like all the extrovertedness came back. It's like, this is great. This is awesome. <laughs> and then I swear, like three days later, they're like, numbers are spiking. I'm like, well, shut it down. We're out. <laughs> but oh like, there was this gosh. part of my extrovertedness that started coming out of like, oh, I do love this. I, and it's like, oh man, this is going to be a while. It's going to be a while. There's, so, a, there's just, yeah, there's a magic like about, I mean, it's like, even like with like live shows and just like doing the whole, 
live show thing or being on the road, like any of that, like there's just like this whole magic about it as, you know, as a creative. And I know, you know, the feelings you've done a lot of mm-hmm. the same stuff too. And it's just like not having that right now and trying to like, Oh, we're connecting online, which is like amazing. I'm so glad that we're able to do this, but it's like, I would rather be sitting face to face and drinking a coffee with you and doing, you know what I mean? Cause it's right. just the connection is, it's just a different connection. Um, but I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. I actually got a shirt, um, from musicians corner out of Nashville. Um, they put it on concerts, um, at Bicentennial park. And mm. so they're like do, selling all this merch to like raise funds to, you know, be able to keep that going once things open back up and um it says i miss hugs and live music <laughs> i was like this is so appropriate for me i'm like so appropriate for so many people right now but i was like i need this shirt because wow that's me <laughs> like tenfold <laughs> well and it's it's funny because i know you and i both we do a lot of cover shows on top of you know club and like original shows and yeah i think the original clubs which we talked about have been struggling a lot the hugs and live music it seems to be such a family environment yes. you know and it's like the rhino got to a point where i knew i i didn't often get to go to shows because i was constantly playing, playing or doing stuff with all of our crazy kids or something but yeah. it was like when i went there i knew i was going to see certain people and you could always tell there's just this deep family vibe and deep connection and so yeah that that hopefully will get back as soon as possible but i can't wait still like- well yeah i'm like i can't wait because i know everyone's saying different stuff and it's like it's hard to know because there's a lot of just kind of unknowns about all this but it's like i feel like i feel like it's gonna be like almost i'm hoping and i'm feeling like there's gonna be like a renaissance that's gonna happen yeah i think so people will be like oh my god we're out let's do this (laughs) and all the creativity and hell like all the things going on in politics and the world right now i mean it's just been it it's it's primed for great creativity I think. And I think people are ready to just bring it out in a new way and for the passion of it, which will be cool to see. So, but so, so you, your performance solo releasing original music, you have the wannabes, uh, where you're performing, you're doing like corporate gigs and cover gigs, that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, (laughs) it was our first year actually playing as a group this year and our first show, like I said, we got to do um, a spot at Voodoo Lounge, like mm. literally days before everything shut down. <laughs> and we we were like, not even, I was, I, it was funny because I was looking back, I was just missing live shows. And I was looking back at some footage that I had taken that night. And I was like, yeah, we're the wannabes. We can't wait to see you guys more and more in 2020. We're playing so many shows. And I was like, you <laughs> fool. <laughs> well even then we we thought it was all going to be back you know by may right it's like oh, oh yeah. we'll just shut down and we'll get back to normal it'll be fine so in oh the wannabes you guys are hustling and then i notice you're doing i can't I, it's kinder music is that what it's called yeah so yeah, what so- what is kinder mu- music i'm curious about that yeah, so Kinder Music, um, they offer uh, music and movement classes for toddlers and young children, so like ba- like newborns up to age seven. Um, mm-hmm. And I just graduated from that like a week and a half ago, so I'm in preparation of like actually starting classes. So I started teaching. So I've been teaching vocal and beginner guitar lessons at Bentley Guitar Studios in Parkville. Okay. Um, so I've been doing that since the summer. And then I've been training for kinder music. So I'll be doing that as well, which is really awesome. So um, I'm doing music and just creative work full time, which is a super interesting time right now to be doing it. But I'm thankful (laughs) that I have lessons and um, my students are awesome. 
And um, yeah, Kinder Music will be starting up here in the next couple months. So just That's cool. getting that all prepared on trying to figure out what live gigs look like in 2021. Cause that's like, that's, I love that. That's my passion. And, um, but being able to teach kiddos like, um, is, is awesome. I love working with kids and being now, are able you to renting a space? You oh, sorry. Are you renting a space for that? Or they have a school that you're kind of jumping into. What does that look like for kinder music? Yeah. So we're, we're figuring out some different spots. We have some different spots that we're working on. Um, and Bentley's, I do have a room there as far as like my private lessons go. And, um, mm -hmm. I do teach a couple lessons like online. So, um, it's kind of a, a mix of uh, a healthy mix of a few different things happening That's there. Cool. <laughs> yeah. But you're making it happen, making it happen in 2020. And I yeah. hope if there's any artists listening to this, they, they can find that inspiration there too. Cause like I said, everyone's situation is different. Um, yeah. but but to see like there are ways to move forward even in the arts world. Now, one thing I know about you, you've always had this business mindset behind the artistry, uh, yeah. which which I think is unique in the music world. I, I meet a lot of musicians <laughs> who are like, it's just all about the art, good luck with the business thing. Uh, where did the, the passion for the business side of things start for you? Um, I think really like I had, so I've been, doing music since I was a kid, um, since I was like seven years old. Um, and my parents were always really heavily involved and they're still, they're still incredibly supportive. They were really heavily involved when I was in high school and I really started playing more live gigs with like a band. And then I had made my first solo record, like basically like my senior year of high school and like right outside that. So I had them and I also had a manager at the time and kind of the combination of my, my mom really helped with a lot of stuff. Like she's very like sales minded and like she helped so much with that. And then also I had a, a really cool manager um, who was just very like innovative and kind of new age and like the way he thought, like he was just kind of like always on like ahead of the game. It felt like um, with the trends and the industry. And I just, I don't know, my mind just, I kind of just absorbed a lot of that. And I, it was enjoyable to me. Like I, and then I started working like on helping with like booking and like, you know, just marketing type stuff. Like that was just always kind of like fun, um, to be on that end of things and like help with branding. And, um, I was always like, let's theme things out. Like that was like a huge thing. Um, when I would like produce and like book shows like back in the day and even still, obviously it's kind of different right now. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of, I would say that's where I, I got some of it. Um, and I still have always been interested in that. That's why I've like, I mean, even like, I know with you and I, like, um, some of the shows I'm like, I've booked for, you know, a good handful mm -hmm. of people outside of myself and like my band. And that's yeah, you booked me I've shows, I think out in Shawnee or something like that. Yeah. And a few others. Yeah. I was like, I was like, hell yeah, let's go do this. <laughs> yeah. I no, I, lo I love all that. And, um, I've, I've done that, you know, freelance for people, um, outside of myself and, um, it's just, it's fun for me. I don't know. It's just, my mind goes there and it's just, yeah, it's just fun. And I, I enjoy cool. it. <laughs> so it sounds like it grew, uh, as you kind of grew in the music industry yeah. from some mentors, but then just, you have a passion for it, which is cool. Yeah. yeah which is, is always very like people, when I meet other musicians and I like tell them that they're like, what? <laughs> like, like I, I you, feel like you I'm like, like that yeah. part. Yeah. I'm like, I, I feel like a weirdo, like 
I'm just like I, I have like all these different like music business books. Like I don't know if you've read. Have you read the Ari Herstand book? I it's actually under my nightstand. I just bought it. I, I have two books that are are in my queue, and that's one of them. It's tough though because I I don't think there was a uh, or no I I remember I bought the hard copy because I wanted to underline it. But typically with the way my time works out, I need to do audible books. And But I knew that one, I was like, I'm gonna need a hard copy. I'm probably gonna need to go back and reference things because I learn a lot from him online, just like oh, awesome. sporadically. And you, I think you were the one who first introduced me to like what he was up to. And yeah. I was like, I gotta buy this book. So yeah, it's, it's in the queue. I'll probably be able to start it right beginning of 2021. He is great. Um, I was able to meet him at, one of the seat, the, okay. So CD baby has a conference called the DIY musician conference. Um, mm-hmm. and I went like two years in a row. We actually played it or RBC played it. And, um, I met him and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm a huge fan. I kind of like fangirled out and he was like, what's up? <laughs> he was actually very nice. Like you always like meet people and you're like, okay, play it cool. And I always like try to play it cool, but I'm just like perpetually, like when I get excited, I get really just like kind of nerdy and awkward. Like, I can't hold it in. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I, I, yeah, I was able to meet him and I, his book and he has like a a revisited version. Like there's a second version of it just updated and Mm. it's, I think that's the one I got like big, bright orange one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I suggest like any, any singer songwriter that like just wants to be informed and like actually like informed. There's also, um, besides Ari, um, like I'm reading, actually, hold on. I'm reading the, Derek Sivers, like CD Baby, Derek Sivers. I'm reading um, both his books right now, uh, okay. Your Music and People, and then Hell Yeah or No. And okay, my friend I'll, uh, Emma Joe got these. Yeah, my friend Emma Joe got these for me, and they're um, they're they're both really good so far. There's kind of like little like short essays about just how to get your music out and the music business, and um, mm. yeah, like them. And I'm trying to think who else. I really shout out to Wade Sutton with the six minute music business podcast. Oh yeah. I've seen that podcast uh, out there. I haven't I listened to him. it. It's, it's like, always... I'm good at knowing things exist, <laughs> but apparently I don't dive into that. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's great. And I like, <laughs> I looked at my Spotify wrapped and I had to say, I, um, I'm friends with him on Facebook and I had to, um, message him or not, not message him. I posted on his wall, like, because my most listened to podcast this year was his podcast. And it was like, you've listened this many hours. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've listened to like his whole podcast series. That's awesome. <laughs> and so I, I like, I posted it to his Facebook. I'm like, uh, apparently like I'm a huge fan and you're awesome. So just super like straight to the point and like just innovative, you know, information. And that that's really important, especially like what we talked about, just to kind of go back a little little bit earlier um what we were talking about like this year trying to think outside the box and not everything that we're doing is necessarily normal um Mm -hmm. because of the landscape of everything so right it's an interesting time (laughs) are you familiar with rick barker oh yeah and his stuff yes yeah i've met him i met him actually at cd baby as well and he yeah he is awesome that's all. Yeah. He's, he was instrumental for us in the beginning of our band, uh, where yeah. we actually paid for coaching and all that, all that, which I was super skeptical and Daniel, uh, had to convince me <laughs> to do yeah. it. But the more we checked him out, just because I feel like there's a million people out there who are promising you so many things in the music industry. 
and uh -huh. they're they're going to sell you this or that or do this consulting work for x amount of dollars and you're going to be famous you know um but the more we researched him uh it was like oh no this dude's super legit and then going through his course it helped us a ton in social media and how we leveraged it uh, yeah, some of those people have kind of boiled to the top, I think, over the last few years. And luckily, I think there's a lot of the people who are full of shit are just kind of going going away. And unfortunately, there's new ones who just keep popping up. But yeah, that's I was always so skeptical because I swear, like our first year, year and a half of going, there was a million people who were like, oh, here's my book. Here's this thing. And you find out they're not doing much either. But yeah, Rick Barker, is legit. That Ari dude, um, the more I've been looking into, I'm excited to dive into his book. Do well. yeah, it's 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 a, a well yeah, it's a whole whole lot of information. I think you'll like it a lot. He just has a lot of good points. He's just always seems to be kind of ahead of the game. So definitely now, now on the <laughs> business end of things, like let's say let's say 2021 comes back, everything's starting to fire away. You get to go have coffee with a new artist who's trying to to figure out how to do this thing. And they're like, hey, Jillian, I want to take you out to coffee. I want to pick your brain. What's something that you would want to share with them right now that you're learning? Like, hey, this one thing as a new artist you should be thinking about. I, I would say like as a new artist, just like here and now, because um, it's it. I always talk with um, my friend Emma about this. It's so interesting to see from when like we started performing and singing to what everything looks like now just as a performer and in the music industry it's so vastly different like the goals so um <clears throat> i would just say like have you know try to be you know as creative and think outside the box um try to be as creative as possible think outside the box also have multiple things going on like it would be great just to you know there are some lucky people where they all they do is just perform, you know, mm -hmm. or all they do is, you know, songwrite. But I would say right out the box while you're kind of like building yourself up or um, rebuilding, like for instance, with me, like I, I kind of had to rebuild everything and I'm still rebuilding after being in a band for so long and then mm -hmm. taking on all these, all these new chapters in my life as a solo artist and as, as one person, um, just have multiple things going on that you're passionate about and that you can put all your effort into. Um, uh, that's, I mean, that's what I'm doing with like lessons in kinder music and, you know, performing and, um, you know, I'm getting into voiceover work. Like that's something I've really wanted to do for a long time. It's like voice acting and voiceover work and um, doing some more songwriting with, you know, producer and songwriter friends. Um, so there, you don't have to necessarily like just do one total thing all the time. Like have that one thing, like, this is what I love. And this is what like, I'm that's good the at, thing. Yeah. you know, that's the thing. That's the main <laughs> focal thing, but you have these little branches, you know, mm -hmm. from your tree. Um, so you have your roots and you have your tree and then you have your branches and, um, it all is like one <laughs> yeah. thing, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, <laughs> I talk absolutely. About well, and it's funny because I actually just last year I started doing uh, very minimal uh, voiceover work. And uh, that's one of the goals for me is try to do a little bit of that as well. Find another stream of income. Uh, and our our eight year old landed uh, a voiceover thing uh, on his own. So he's part of some series in Indonesia. It's an English series wow. in Indonesia and somehow landed that because uh, a friend, a friend's kid couldn't do it. So he was able to audition he ended up getting the part 
That's amazing. Uh, but yeah, that's that's cool that you bring that up as another avenue because it was something I had never thought about until a friend of mine who she's full time voice actor, and oh, cool. she she actually threw something to me. She's like, I think you'd be good at this, and was able to audition and get the part. Um, and it, it just hit me. I'm like, man, this is, I mean, I'm sitting in logic. I'm sitting with, you know, my microphones and <laughs> it's, yeah. it, it feels so much like music. It, it's just a whole other realm of, of income that's actually fun and you can do on yeah. your own schedule. Yes. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I agree. It's just, um, finding all those, all those things that are, yeah, just branches of what the, the main, the main like roots are and everything. And I, I feel like that for me, that, that keeps me going, um, mm. having different things going on. I, I just, I don't want to like, Oh, I feel like I'm going to get bored easily. You know, I feel like as creatives and musicians, it's like, okay, what's like the next project. And for a lot of people like, Oh, it's like the next like album or EP or whatever. But like, right. I just like to have a few different things going on. It just, it, it just keeps me moving forward and keeps me going and keeps me, I guess, excited and inspired more than anything. Um, instead right. of doing the same thing over and over, it's just like, I don't know. That's just, I think you yeah. understand. <laughs> oh, definitely. That's like I was doing a season of just writing, 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 like literally every day just for like three months straight and just going at it because uh, that's my favorite thing. Like you, you're like, yeah. talk about what's that one thing. My favorite thing is writing. I love it. Um, and but then I started hating it every minute yeah. and I couldn't write anymore. Everything. I was like, it's all shit. This is horrible yeah. stuff that I'm putting out. <laughs> it's actually Josh who was like, bro, you need to like stop writing you need to go do something oh. else why don't you why don't you take your kids to the park or why don't you go you know it's like as creatives if you get so drilled down in something it's like you don't experience let me backtrack i'm i guess what i'm learning over the last few years is to be creative you have to be able to pull from different parts of life and if you just mm -hmm. get so focused on one thing uh you suddenly have no life to inject into that creativity and that, is... that was a huge lesson for me yeah that's that's incredibly true. <laughs> now, over 2020, uh, a lot of people have been talking with, uh, we we tend to find ourselves a little extra time, despite all the things going on. Um, and in that time, there's a lot of internal growth that seems to be happening for a lot of people in conversations, whether creatives or business people, whatever. Uh, what, for you, is there anything internally about yourself that you feel like man, this is something I'm learning about myself and I want to carry into the coming years. I think for me, I was, and this is something that's back and forth almost like almost on a day-to-day -day basis. And, um, just that struggle of trying to like realize like, Hey, I can do this thing. So like, I, I mean, I was in a really incredibly dark place for like a really long time. And, um, like if you listen to any of my new music, like I talk about that in the songs and I, I pulled myself out of that and it's been, you know, this really interesting journey I've been on the past few years and there's still days where it's like really back and forth. Like one day I'm just like, Hey, I'm having a great day. And then the next day I'm like, wow, I don't, what, what's going on? <laughs> like what is mm -hmm. life? Um, and I think everybody the has those comes back probably, in a way. Yes. Yeah. And I think, I think this year, like, because a lot of people have been isolated and everything, and especially people that are very extroverted, it's been hard and, you know, things have been rocky financially for a lot of people this year. Um, and that's always scary. So I think, but I think something that I've realized, um, just like, you know, training for kinder music and getting back into teaching and, um, just figuring out 
you know, what music looks like for me, um, at, you know, as a solo artist, as an adult versus like a high schooler, um, just realizing that like I'm capable and mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm limitless and that people create a limited thinking. And I felt like for a long time I was creating a limited thinking about a lot of things like, Oh, um, I don't know if I can do this because of this thing, just whatever X, Y, Z silly thing, because a lot of the things that we make up in our mind cause us to have limited thinking, you know, just like something society says or something that you tell yourself that you just literally made up in your head and you're like, (laughs) that doesn't make any sense. Why did I do (laughs) You know? Um, and so I think I, I have, you know, just releasing new solo music on my own and um, getting even into kinder music training and starting to teach again. And uh, like there, there were a few shows. Um, I don't really want to share them, but there were a few shows that I got on that were supposed to happen this summer that were like really cool and major mm-hmm. to me. And just the fact that I was going to be on those, you know, despite them getting canceled because of Corona. Um, yeah. I was wow. Like, that's cool. Like I can do that. Um, just getting back to that mindset. Um, and like, I have a necklace on, it says I am capable. Um, it's like engraved in my necklace. So just believing. Yeah. Taylor got this for me. Nice. (laughs) Um, Well done. Well done. to Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, just realizing even if I'm having a bad day or not knowing in my head that like I am capable and like I can manifest things like when I, and then when I say like manifest, like I don't mean like, oh, I'm just going to think this thing and it's going to like come to life magically. Because a lot of people get that wrong, like about Like the metaphysical, like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, you know, just kind of believing in that magic. But it's like with manifestation and believing in kind of that that thinking, um, mm-hmm. there has to be action behind it, right? <clears throat> there has to be solid action um, right. and and that thinking and have those two things combined. And they're... I, 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 I fully believe in that. And I, I feel because I've, I've thought those thoughts and put action behind them that it's helped. And I, cause I don't, yeah. I don't believe in necessarily toxic positivity. Cause that's the thing. <laughs> like just saying like positive vibes, positive thoughts, positivity. Whole fucking house is burning down positive vibes. Yeah. Absolutely. Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That's like that, that having more of an optimistic mindset is great and being right. positive and positive thinking is great, but there mm-hmm. is, um, toxic positivity that is truly a thing. And so trying to mix just like optimism and hope and just manifesting your, you know, what you truly want in life, like having that type of thinking this year has, has helped me like push forward, um, especially on the bad days. So, yeah, that's cool. Are you familiar with the Royal chief? He's a rapper here out of Kansas city. No. Uh, if you get a chance, check him out. Like he's brilliant, and his recent music video is amazing. Like I, I saw it online, and I immediately reached out to him. I was like, bro, we got to do this podcast and talk. Nice. Uh, but we we were just talking about a, a similar concept, and it, it almost felt like the secret, you know? Um, like say, like <laughs> I'm gonna metaphysically, but we were talking about like it doesn't sound like he does or I that you make it just happen. But it's like when you start focusing on certain things, it, we equated it to when you're looking at a vehicle. Like I wanted to buy a four by four Dodge Ram 2500 and I started falling in love with those things. And now everywhere I went, all I saw was Dodge Ram 2500s. And he yeah. said he had the same experience when he was trying to buy his Jeep. 
and uh, and it's like your mindset. If you're focused on that thing, it begins to to see the opportunities around you, and it's yes. like you still have to take those opportunities. You still have to make those opportunities happen, but it can change how you view the world. You can see the the opportunity or the hope that's in front of you. And but I love that I'm capable. I'm limitless, and that's. That's really cool. And I know Tony Robbins is kind of a pro- problematic character in some level, but right. there's a, a quote a quote from him that I really do love. And, and it's something like the only thing holding you back is the bullshit story you tell yourself every day. And yeah. that that hits me because those are things I I constantly deal with, the reels that go in my head, the, the baggage that I let keep spinning. It's like, but I love that. I'm capable and I'm limitless. Um, you mentioned like just darkness. And I like for me, my, I've dealt with a lot of darkness throughout my life of battling depression, OCD, those kind of things where some of my life, it got really heavy and really hard. Mm-hmm. And now it's a thing that like, I, I can relate in what you're saying. Like some days it just pops up again. Um, if you don't want to talk about it, I understand. But when you talk about the darkness you went through, um, what was, what was kind of that breakthrough moment for you to start finding healing? I think, um, the breakthrough moment. And like I said, every, it, every day, like I have to physically, not physically, think, I have to go in my head and be like, Hey, like things are going to be okay. Cause it's so easy, Miguel, to get caught up in like, Oh, I'm worried about maybe this, like this bill getting paid or I'm, Oh, I'm worried about this, you know, goal being met, or I'm worried about this relationship I have going on with this person, like it's so easy to get caught up in like little like nuances that are mm-hmm. just constant in life. Like from yeah. the time, you know, not we're born necessarily, <laughs> but like adulthood, just our adult life. And, um, I think, I think really like that, that breaking point though. And when you say breaking point, it's funny you say that because my first single I put out was breaking point. There you go. <laughs> <Last year>. So <laughs> good. <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> You're like, I don't know. Just go listen to the song. That, there yeah, it is. <laughs> just go listen to the song on Spotify. Um, but um, yeah, I think it was that point where I felt so down and depressed and like hopeless. And I, I mean, I was severely depressed and my anxiety was horrible. I was in just, I, we, you and I have talked about this privately. Like I was in a very tumultuous um, relationship um, and professional relationship. And I, you know, I was like, well, something has to change. Like it's going to be drastic, whatever it is. And I was so afraid because I just, you get in those, those times or those relationships or those ties with people. And you're like, how am I going to actually break this and my world not like fall apart and crash and burn. And I, I, I was at that point and my, my best friend um, called me after I called after I called her. She called me back, and we like I sat in a parking lot and talked to her for five hours. And then I told her all this, all these things that went on. And then I told um, I told my family, and people didn't know the extent of things that were happening that were just <laughs> not a good time. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, I feel though that my life is worth more than that, and that I should continue on. And it was really a lot of it was like. <clears throat> what about the music, you know, cause that's been my whole life. It's always been my, my number one focal point passion. And I felt like if I had got rid of all that, that everything was going to go away. And I'm like, hold on. Like, but that's not true. Like, that's not, 
you know what I mean? What I mean? So I had to, mm-hmm. I just had to have those conversations with people that I cared about. And sometimes we get so in our own head that sometimes sharing those feelings with other people can truly help because sometimes you get so far back in your own head that you get lost, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, that, that, that breaking point was that time, like a few years ago. And it's, like I said, it's been a journey and there are some time, like some kind of seasons almost where I'm like really struggling, but I, I always come out and I'm like, I know that I'm on a good path. And I know that I'm moving forward and I just need to keep that mindset and keep manifesting the things that I want and, um, just have that like limitless thinking. And I I'm thankful that I'm surrounded by, you know, I have a really good family and boyfriend and friends and dog <laughs> as goofy as he is, um, <laughs> just, you know, some people in music and, um, just knowing that, and then knowing that, you know, I am okay and that I am capable. I know that all sounds super cheesy, but that was the, that, that was definitely the breaking point. And obviously yeah. I wrote a song about that. <laughs> and the next, exactly next two tracks are capable and then limitless. That'll come out <laughs> right? Yeah. after that. Right. <laughs> but I could see why those words, especially what you're explaining are, are so powerful. They, I, I keep coming back to it cause it feels very powerful even to myself. Like I'll probably this week, I'll probably whisper those same things to myself. So um, but I, that's amazing uh, for you even to share that part of your story. Cause Unfortunately, and I've seen it, a lot of people get to that point and they're never able to find a way out of it. And that's, yeah. the, that's the real they live for the rest of their lives. And so it's a powerful thing to hear you share your story and to see you not just sharing your story, but you're living it out and, and continue to build great things in front of you. And so that's, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing. Of course. Yeah. And just, it's, it's a journey every day and people have to understand that it's not like, I'm going to wake up and everything's going to be perfect. Like you have to work (laughs) on your stuff, you know, you have to work on all your stuff, even the stuff you don't want to like get figured out, whether it's like emotional, mental stuff, you know, up here, or it's just figuring out your finances or figuring out what your next step is. Like, right. We just have to constantly work on that, whether we want to or not, but also know that people, there are people there outside of your own self, as strong as you might be, that will be supportive of you, even if you think there aren't. Because I think a lot of people get to that point where they just are like, it, everything seems like a black hole. And I've, I've, you know, I've lost friends to suicide and um, people mm-hmm. that I've cared about to suicide. And um, it's just, that's never the answer, whether you think right. it is or not. And know that like, you are like worthy and loved and everyone is, and, um, you know, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah. thinking about the philosophical end of things and yeah. live and create, I love to land the plane on the two questions that drive yeah. the podcast is something I'm constantly thinking about and fascinated with, but for you, uh, how would you define living a great life? Ooh, that's it. Miguel, you're coming in with like these like awesome questions. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> like, okay. Um, I'm like, I've had enough coffee for this yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had my whole thermos, you know, ready for it. Yeah, so I, just, like, maybe I should warn cold. people, but like, come on, get, yes. get a whole thermos, whole thermos. <laughs> yes. Um, I think living a great life, I, I just feel like one, never stop learning. Like, I feel like once you stop learning, like in any capacity, you, you essentially die, whether you're alive or not, you know what I mean? 
Um, obviously never stop learning, always find something to be passionate about because that's, you know, if you're not passionate about anything, even if it's just like a fun hobby, life can become so hard and monotonous. And what's the point of that? We're not here for, you know, a long time. So try to make it a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and trying to think what else? Oh, hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Have a pet. <laughs> Have it, a dog. It, it a does bird. tend to help. <laughs> we just got we just got a little uh, a little terrier uh, for the house, oh. and uh, that's been it's been an adventure. As, as she's getting potty trained, it's getting more fun. But uh, no, it it's it's brought some life definitely. Yeah, our household's pretty crazy anyway with four boys. But yeah, oh my it's god, it's been cool. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think what else, what else, what else. I mean, music and arts like that, just traveling, (laughs) like travel whenever you're able. Just, you know, be kind to one another. I know these are all super cheesy points, but as I've gotten older, like just things I've realized family is really important. Um, or, you know, whoever you treat as your family, it doesn't have to necessarily be blood. Like everybody's situation is different, but finding that core group of people that you consider like your family, um, that that's really important. I think when we're younger, we take that for granted, maybe a little bit. Um, you know, as we go into high school and outside of high school, it's really, oh, I'm just like go through the rebellious phase or whatever, but family is Mm -hmm. super important. Um, and just, yeah. And having, having hope, um, and believing, believing in something like believing in yourself and having like hope, um, is really important. Yeah. Well, and I, and I know you say like, it, you feel it's cheesy. Uh, sometimes I think <laughs> of things as like cliche, right. But the reason yeah. some things are cliche is because they're just true. Like there's sometimes yeah. I get frustrated when I listen to pop music. Cause I'm like, Oh, here's the 10,000th you know, love song. And then I listen to like an eighties love song and it's like the same song almost. But I think the nugget of truth in there is that's the human experience, you know, no matter what decade, no matter what you're going through, whether it was a pandemic or whether it's through, you know, financial turmoil, whatever it was, those, those concepts, those cliches are just part of the human experience. And I think even I've been, that's something I've been reflecting on a lot lately because I tend to try to get away from that idea. But in reality, that's what people are connecting with. Like as a creator, like how do I create songs that that tell the human experience? And and uh, yeah, so I think, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily cheesy or cliche. It's, it's really just part of the human experience and, and what brings people actual joy and connection. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I'm yeah, I'm just a cheese ball though. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, so going to the next question and last question, uh, how would you define living or I'm sorry, how would you define creating great things? I would say as long as there is passion behind it and you believe in it and you know, you're proud of yourself then that's great. You know, that's, it doesn't necessarily, everybody, that's the thing with like music and arts. It's so like opinion based. 
So one person can think like a song is, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Like Rolling Stone should write this up. And the other person next to them would be like, this is hot garbage. <laughs> so I think, I, I think it's, it's all opinion based. And I think as long as that you're proud of it and um, you put, you know, like your heart and soul into it, then if it, I think other people, like people that care about you and they're going to think it's great. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of my take on that. That's cool. I love it. Well, thanks for taking the time and for sharing. And I I love that concept uh, that you talked about capable and limitless and yeah. So hopefully eventually uh, down the road, do another interview and see how 2021 went for you (laughs) as as the world comes back. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Miguel. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Live and Create podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe and leave a comment or a review. The Live and Create podcast.